The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome, everyone, to the Ask Dr. Dream Show, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden, here on Unity Online Radio, but also streaming live on Facebook. It's so exciting. So join me. If you're listening on Unity, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream. And if you're watching and listening on Facebook and you want to ask a question, you can call in the Unity Online Radio number and that's 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. If you have a question about dreams or about tarot or about dream therapy or about um, tarot therapy or aka therapy. I've got Lauren Z. Schneider, who's with me, who's going to be talking all about that. And like I do at the beginning of my show, I always do a little, a little centering. So um, before I tell you all about this amazing guest that, that you can see if you're with me on Facebook Live, um, Lauren Z. Schneider, um, before I introduce her officially, let me just, let's bring us into a little centering. So I invite you to close your eyes if you can and turn within and take a few deep breaths and just allow yourself to become present and centered here in this glorious moment. No matter what is going on around you, no matter what's going on in your life, this is a precious moment. This moment is a blank canvas. This moment is your dream that you are being, you're lucid in, so you can dream it the way you would most desire. So let's open ourselves up in this collective dream we're having to have the the sweetest dream possible. Ah, And in this space, I'm just grateful for Unity Online Radio and all of the, the wonderful people that bring this show together, Louie and Diane Ray and Jeff Comfort and 
um, so many wonderful, Louis Pagan, I just love his last name. And, um, and you for watching and or listening and or sharing, please share. Also, you can hear this show, by the way, um, in the archive, it's all the places where you can get podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. So make sure you listen and make a positive comment and share it with your friends so more people can hear about dreams and dream therapy and all and all the psychic phenomena that I've been talking about lately. Okay, so that's the end of this prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. And ah, dreams. So let me tell you a little bit about this amazing woman, Lauren Z. Schneider. And I want to first just be personal for a moment. So I met Lauren at a local dream conference years ago. I believe that's where we met. Was it at, I think it was at the, the, the local one in um, Loyola Marymount. Um, And I just loved your work. I so just felt a kinship with you and you were kind of the, you're the reason I joined the IASD. Oh, yeah, you really are because I, I was a little gun shy about joining organizations, to be honest, and kind of aware of the good intent, but, but also just kind of the personalities that can uh, make it rough. And you said, you know what, this organization, the IASD, International Association for the Study of Dreams, yes, it's run by humans. So human things happen, but mostly these are the best humans and they walk their talk and they mean well, and they do good work. And so I signed up. And I've been a member, an active member ever since. And I've, you know, I think I brought a lot of people along with me. So thank you. Thank you. That's so rewarding to hear. Yeah. And your work is incredible. So this is her work. All right. Let me just tell you a little bit about her, Lauren, and this amazing book, Therapy. So I'm going to read it here so you can see. Oh, I don't want to block the sound. (laughs) So I'll do, I'm going to just do my best here. Okay. This is a little bio on Lauren Z Schneider. She's evolved an innovative approach to spiritual psychotherapy over the course of three decades. It integrates traditional psychotherapy practices with mythical tools, such as tarot cards. Her methodology has come to be known as therapy which she employs to help people gain insight into their unconscious and access creative imagination for problem solving and healing. In addition to individual consultations, Lauren lectures worldwide and facilitates trainings, workshops, and ongoing groups for therapists and laypersons in dream work and therapy. Interweaving psychology and imagery has been Lauren's consistent passion. As an undergraduate, she trained in Paris at the Sorbonne in seminology, which explores the underlying meaning in films through the lens of psychoanalysis. I'm so jealous. Oh, oh. and I love the way you write about it in your book with the scarves and the jeans tucked into your boots and the cigarettes and the and the baguettes and the attitude and the it just sounds so fabulous in a parallel world i i'm joining you there she graduated phi beta kappa from uc berkeley and spent several years in film production with her husband sasha lauren produced an edited documentary called hoopa the wedding canopy that explores how the trauma of the holocaust and the resilience of love is transmitted through generations in a family oh covered in chills so powerful who 
their film was the best feature documentary at the Santa Barbara Film Festival, and she continues to facilitate healing and ancestral trauma through her work with dreams and therapy. So there's so much more I could say, but her website is dreamsandtherapy.com. That's www.dreamsandtherapy.com. That's T-A-R-O-T. PY.com. Okay, Lauren Z. Schneider, let's talk about your amazing book. This has been a long time coming. This has been, well, I've been doing therapy for over 35 years. I did it as my master's thesis in 1985. Whoa. And uh, 23 years ago, I was approached by Jeremy Tarcher, who is the New Age publisher, um, New Age Psychology, and I was not ready. And I really needed the last 20 years of my work to become so pregnant with therapy that that book just burst out. Oh, okay. So you've got an amazing origin story for how this all came to be. So um, I think you all, I want to make sure that there's room and time for your questions. And I promise everyone who's listening and watching, we will get to all of your questions, but you got to hear how the story came to be, because I know a lot of people right now, especially with COVID are, they find themselves in a transition. Life is not the same and nor will it ever be. Their jobs have been upended, derailed relationships have changed radically people's health. People's people have lost people. So this is a, a transitionary time. And so you were in a, a big transition years ago, not knowing who, what, where, can you bring us back to that time? And, and then what happened to you? Yeah. So I was about 25 and I'd love that you've brought that into the parallel with what's happening today. I was 25. Um, my job in film ended. My love affair with the editor in film ended And I found out that my rental home was going to be sold. So I had no home, no job, and no boyfriend. I was at a complete loss in my life. I had no idea where I was going. My vision for doing film ended because I didn't want to work anymore in an industry where people could be allowed to abuse each other. Um, So I really had no vision anymore. And I want to reassure people that at these times where it feels like everything crashes and the road ahead isn't clear and there may not even be a road. These are times where the spirit, the universe, our own psyche is asking us for transformation. And so these are times if you can pay attention to signs and, you know, you'll find that the radio is playing your song and and echoing the thoughts in your head. Billboards are talking to you. Well, during this period, I was standing in a bookstore, staring out into space with no idea what I was doing in my life and quite unemployed. And a man began to talk to me, and he was a stranger and a wanderer. And quickly, I'll tell you, he talked to me for 10 minutes about this book. And at the end of that, he handed me his precious traveling companion and said, you're supposed to walk with this. And it was the book of the I Ching. I knew nothing about it. I only saw that Carl Jung had done the introduction. And since I was impassioned with psychology, I thought perhaps this might be something for me. And two weeks later, same thing happened. A stranger handed me the tarot cards with the same words, you're supposed to walk with this. 
And so I asked that stranger for his name. His name was Gary. And I asked him if he would meet me every three weeks and just teach me about this. Now, he never taught me about the history of tarot or any about the meaning of the symbolism. He simply invited me to pull a card. He simply taught me how to throw coins to obtain a hexagram in the I Ching. And what I discovered is in these images, in the metaphors of the I Ching, just like dreams, I was getting a mirror to my deepest self. And I could hear myself in a deeper voice saying, I'm supposed to sit on my butt for two months and I will know what to do at the end of that. And at the end of those two months, I applied to a master's program in psychology. I walked into a conservative school of marriage and family therapy with the tarot in one pocket and the I Ching in the other, still not fully understanding why I had been given these tools. And I simply was curious. So I continued to have this wild, unbound curiosity. And I began applying everything I was learning from hypnotherapy to family systems therapy, to dream work, to playing with the cards to see what would happen. And I began having these extraordinary experiences. And I began to discover the same thing that I found in dreams, which is there is something that knows who we are and where we're supposed to go that's deep within us, that is also everywhere around us. If we pay attention, it is speaking to us to guide us. And sometimes everything has to fall apart in order for us to listen instead of following our own strategies and ego drives. I love that. And I love how things happen in threes. There was another guide that came to you during this time as well. Can you talk about Lawrence? Yeah. So after I lost the job, the boyfriend and the house and was completely empty. It is at these times when we're really empty, again, that that small voice inside will come to us. I had a visitation by a guru named Lawrence. In the dream, I'm brought to meet Lawrence. Everybody lines up. Lawrence is this hunky, blonde-haired man who comes down the line of people and gives me a hug and I feel nothing, nada. And I think, well, I'm not into gurus anyway. This guy's a dud. And a little later in the dream, I go into the bathroom. Lawrence comes. I step out of the stall. This time when he gives me a hug, I feel energy I've never felt in my life running through my body. And Lawrence whispers in my ear, you will have a home and a job and much, much more. And when I heard this voice, that's that still small voice, but this was the voice of a guru. I woke up with a deep sense of imagining a life beyond what I could have ever imagined for myself consciously. Well, the amazing thing then was that Lawrence continued to come to me over the next two years, and he would come in different guises. He came as a therapist. He came as a doctor analyzing me in front of an entire conference of people. Um, He did hands-on healing. Lawrence did healing work on me and analysis of me that I did not know in my conscious life. I had never had hands-on healing. Um, I did not know Reiki at that time. And again, that's when I realized there is something that knows who we are.
who we're meant to be that is beyond our conscious awareness. And I began to pay attention to my dreams ever since. And then within about several weeks of that dream, I was handed the tarot and the I Ching. So yes, it came in threes. Ooh, and I loved the the interpretation, the reflection of that dream that um, Lawrence is the masculine version of of Lauren and the the animus to yeah which, so there's so it, it's you i love yeah the idea that the beloved is inside each of us the divine is inside each of us we can tap into that in our dreams yeah. that divination tools are literally a pathway to the divine within but i also believe that lawrence was real and beyond what we think psychologically and rationally as just the animus or the counterpart part to Lauren. Uh-huh. That this well, was a profound universal energy. I this is this could be its own conversation to to go down that rabbit hole. So maybe let's just go there for for a second because I've had a number of conversations with people who have tapped into great love, great connection in their dreams that far surpasses any connection that they've had with a human in this realm. And um, in fact, a friend of mine wrote an entire screenplay about this dream lover. And, and in the story, it's like, he's trying to figure out how to get, get over there so he can be there. And does he have to die to do it? And it's pretty awesome. And, you know, so can it, can that, can it be fulfilling in and of itself to know that they come when they come in dreams and, like, is there satisfaction? Is that enough? Um, I think for some people it is. For some people, it's almost a frustration of right. why is it different in waking life? But I believe that what we're being connected, what we're connecting with in our dreams is truly the, the, the truth of our divinity, the truth of how loved we are, the truth of our wholeness and our radiance and for some people that relationship with the self is completely fulfilling for many people there's a split a sense of separation in their waking life why haven't i met him in my waking life or her why do i or her thank Mm -hmm. you or them or they right (laughs) yeah why do i feel empty and bereft in my waking life. And I believe that what we are meant to come into full consciousness of is that there is no separation. It is our ego that makes a separation between waking and dreaming. And this is why I find therapy such a profound tool, because therapy is like dreaming with your eyes open. And when you have these extraordinary synchronicities where the image matches exactly what's going on with you inside. All of a sudden, there is no separation. I believe that synchronicity is a healing moment, a numinous moment, a divinatory moment in which there's no separation between sleeping and waking, um, inner and Mm -hmm. outer, psyche Mm -hmm. and matter. And that that's what we're trying to get into with lucid dreaming, with following our dreams, with divination tools like therapy or the I Ching, 
we are trying to awaken ourselves to the reality that there is no separation. We're living in a world in which we think we are separate from matter. And this is a time in our world where we can't afford to think that way anymore because our, our paradigm that the world is just material is not sustainable, right? We're all aware of mm-hmm. limitations of resources. We're all freaking out in terms of what's happening in our political environmental world. If we could understand that you don't have to... Um, simply work on it in a conscious, rational way, but that our coming into harmony with these invisible forces actually transforms and shapes matter. Oh my God. That's a big statement. It has to be broken down. I think so too, but it's so, I just want to, I think for, thank God people can listen to this and rewind this and listen over and over and let it just wash over them. And I feel like I'm going to, I think one of the things that you said that stood out to me was really important. I think it's the, there, there's no separation between this realm and the dream realm or the spiritual realm and the human realm. It's, it's a continuum and it's all real. It's all legit. And it would only be, you didn't say it exactly this way, but I think this, this paraphrase might work. It's that it's, it's only the ego that would tell us otherwise. And maybe only the ego that would have us have a great dream. One of those dreams that's so lovable, so loving and so connected and have us feel bereft when we wake up, because that would be our ego saying that wasn't real, or I'm being teased, or I'll never have that in real life. But that's, so I I like to not say, well, bad ego, let's get rid of it. I don't think we'll Mm -hmm. ever do that, nor do we want to, but our ego, when I recognize, oh, that's my ego ah, it, I, I calm down and I'm able to say, okay, my ego gets to be a part of, part of the show. It gets to come along on the journey, but it's not driving. It's not the most important part. The most important part is the, is the spirit aspect that is driving. And that part sees no separation. Am I on the right track? Absolutely. Beautifully said. And here's an example of it. Yeah. Holy, you and I are meeting. Yes, we are. Just like a dream, there's yeah. no limitation in time or space. Here we are seeing yeah. each other, meeting with each other. There's, I don't know how many hundreds of people listening. Thousands, right? There's Eventually no- in the archive, it could be thousands and thousands. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's no limitation in time or space. What technology is showing us is what our dreaming mind, what divination tools really already know. Technology has finally reached that point where we can meet across time and space, where we're all connected. Isn't that amazing? The the dreams are our psychic internet. We already have that profound psychic connection to everyone and everything. So what I find again with therapy is when you lay out a, a therapy layout or tarot layout, I'll say that for tarot enthusiasts, what you're doing is laying the unconscious on the table. Mm-hmm. What you're also seeing is consciousness is always expressing itself. Those images are just a manifestation of your consciousness. That's why they're so completely relevant Oof. to what's going on with you. Would you be willing to tell us one of the stories that I love in here is about Peggy, 
who um, is is resistant and reticent to come in and and trust somebody and the the panther was it a panther? Ah, uh, yeah. Can you tell tell us the story about Peggy? Because I think in that you tell us kind of how you how you do what you do and how we can all kind of play along and you also teach people how to do this. You certify people. So if people want to really take a deep dive in this, they should go to dreamsandtherapy.com to find out more. So tell us about Peggy before we go to the break. And then on the other side of the break, we'll take questions and comments. So So I wish I had the image to show you. It's in a PowerPoint I'd have to dig into. So I could find it. Let me start with describing it at a time. I'll dig for the image. So Peggy um, called me on the phone. And I understood on the phone that this was somebody who had been severely abused and was not very trusting and particularly of a woman. She had been severely abused by her mother and was not going to trust either a therapist or especially a woman therapist. The only reason that she reached out to me was because I did therapy. And she said, I'm very spiritual, so I'd like to try that. And when she came in, she was wearing body armor. It's like a biker chick she just was covered in in body armor and leather and and so I began to do the therapy process with her and I asked Peggy how many cards do you need to look at go inside and ask yourself how many cards you need to look at and she said one so I said okay and what is the meaning of that placement now she hasn't picked a deck I'm just asking her to ask her unconscious for some guidance here And so she said, this is Black Wolf. And I said, well, who is Black Wolf? And she said, he was a shaman that I met a number of years ago. And he was the first person who ever understood how very wounded I am. He also understood how powerfully spiritual I am. And so I said, well, it's really important that Black Wolf has been called forth here because it's important that our allies and our um, companions, what makes us feel safe, is brought into the therapy. So I said, I'm glad you called forth Black Wolf. She shuffled a deck. She had picked the American Indian deck, shuffled it, put a card face down. When she turned it over, she just like, it was like a wow. On the card was a Black Wolf inside of a shield And on the other side of the shield was a lion and she just squealed and I'm a Leo. Ah, And so in that moment, what she got was that again, no separation, that this was a shamanic practice where black wolf was literally coming through the card and saying, I am here for protection. And then her own totem of Leo, the lion, was coming through so that she could feel her own equality as a healer. Her own inner healer was coming forth as well as this outer healer. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. So I'm talking to Lauren Z Schneider and her website is dreams and therapy. That's T-A-R-O-T-P-Y.com. And on the other side of this break, in just a couple minutes, we'll take your questions and call in 816-251-3555. And we'll be right with you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back for the second half of the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I'm so excited to be joined by my amazing guest, Lauren Z. Schneider. Before we get into this segment, I just want to make a couple of quick announcements. Um, Yesterday, I had such a joyous privilege. I don't know if you all have heard of a band called Majid Jordan, M-A-J-I-D Jordan. Lauren, have you heard of them? (laughs) They are, they have such beautiful music and they have their latest album is called Wildest Dreams. And so I did a dream interpretation session with these guys in a cave in Red Rock. So I got to be this cave woman. Anyway, that'll be, I think it'll be out pretty soon on their YouTube channel, but check out Majid Jordan and their Wildest Dreams album. And if you're in LA, I'm going to be at their upcoming show in LA and I'll see you there. Um, And also, um, if you haven't already gotten the latest Luminous Humanist book on the, the Luminous Humanist book on Kindle, you can get this little guy just to, and so you can carry it around in your phone and, and read the message for the day, which I didn't do yet for today. And um, maybe I'll do it at the end of the show because I don't want to take up too much time. The time is ticking. So if you've got questions you'd like to ask Lauren or myself about dreams or Lauren about, about tarot therapy, therapy, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Okay. So Lauren, let's see. Um, should we pick, should we ask a question? Should we see one of the people who've been hanging in there or should we hear another dream story? Do you want to share one quick story? Yeah, do a story. Yes, let's do it. I've been talking about heady things and I need to say that. Let's get juicy. It's very um, Mm. practical and grounded. So if you can see my screen, I'm going to go. So if you're watching on Facebook live, you're going to get to see all the pretty images that come from Lauren's book. So go to my website or my Facebook page is Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream, all the way spelled out, and you can watch it live. Okay. Okay, so tell us what we've got. One thing you'll notice is that there's quite a few different decks. I have about 40 decks. Wow. The reason is because I find that when people choose a deck that attracts them, they have more emotional resonance with the image. Also, the synchronicities are phenomenal. It's just like our dreams, right? Our dreams are very personal to us. Our images come very personally to us. So the same is true with therapy. So this is a story of um, a woman named Linda who was in a group of mine for training therapists. I ran groups for many, many, many years for dreams and therapy with therapists and lay people. And uh, Lucy was a woman in the group for training therapists. And um, Lucy did not have a dream to share, so I invited her to use therapy. And I asked her, as I do with the therapy process, to go inside, ask herself inwardly how many cards she needs to look at. She said seven. How were they laid out? They were laid out in the shape of a body with a card on her heart center. 
So we focused on the card on her heart center, and this is what it was. It's the King of Swords. But the deck that she happened to pick is called the Neuzoit deck, which means the New Age deck in German. Mm. I'm going to show you my control deck. Um, We most often recognize the Rider Waite deck, which is on the right. And so I show that to give you an idea that if you were a... um, just doing traditional tarot readings and only use the right or weight, this is what it would look like. Or in most decks, the King of Swords is going to be Renaissance with a sword. Mm-hmm. But in the deck that Lucy picked, this guy is a scientist and there's space over his head. On the podium, you see nuclear and atom. And the group, because we're looking at a older patriarchal figure began to associate, well, is this about your boss? Is this about your father? Is your father close to you? Mm. And she said, yes, indeed. My father's very close to my heart and he is my role model. Mm. And in fact, as this card demonstrated, my father is a nuclear scientist who works <gasps> with the atom. What? Yeah. That's so cool. Oh God, that's, that's great. That's crazy. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. And that mind-blowing is that moment where the ego mind is blown and there is no separation. This was about her father. So Lucy as Mm. loves her dad, her dad's very supportive, but as a scientist, his primary approach to the world is intellectual. So she had learned to value her intellect over her emotional or intuitive intelligence. And as a training therapist, she needed to trust her emotional and intuitive intelligence equal to her brilliant mind. So I asked, would she like to move her dad off of her heart center? Because I have found that one can shift the cards we've been dealt. One can change the cards we've been dealt, certainly in a character layout, and that that will change our energetic or perception. She did not want to shift her dad. But what happened is the therapy session Uh, stimulated a bunch of dreams. She had a series of dreams in which dad moved next door. And she began to realize she was creating an equal relationship with dad and a more equal relationship between mind and heart. This was an experience she never forgot about because when I called her 20 years later to say, may I use the story? She immediately said, oh, my dad is the scientist and the king of swords. I said, of course. By the way, this is the book, if you're just joining us, this is Lauren Z. Schneider's book, Therapy, and it's so beautiful. It's, it's all in the cards. I love that you said that we can, we, what did you say? We can change, that we can reshuffle the deck. We can cards we've been dealt. We can change the cards we've been dealt. Just look at this. All It's just, it's so beautiful. Such a powerful, powerful process that you've, that you've created. And I love that it was born out of a kind of a dark night of the soul uh who am I where do I go what like where everything falls apart it's kind of like oh if we could just intuitively if we could all just know there's there's something for us we're not we're not here on accident there was something you said in the book and I I I think I dog-eared it but I'm not going to spend the time looking for it there was something that happened that was synchronistic that you, there was some scroll that went around your laptop that said something about the Godhead. Can you say that? Sure. This is incredible. 
the, the book is really my journey as uh, these extraordinary things happened and these also extraordinary cases happened that inspired me the, to the point where I could not put therapy down. And it began when I was doing my master's thesis on using tarot and I Ching as tools of psychotherapy. Um, this was back in 1985. I thought if I did a workshop, I wouldn't have to do any writing because I have a terrible <laughs> writing block and will do anything to avoid that. Oh my God, you're such a great writer. I can't believe that. Your writing is gorgeous. Thank you. Took 20 years. So <laughs> you. Um, oh, no. But in any case, I avoid the writing. So I discovered two weeks before my thesis was due, I had to write a 40-page thesis in addition to a workshop. So I was writing for 36 hours. I was up for about 36 hours one weekend. And I was talking about, in traditional psychology, there is something called the Maslow Pyramid. I think we all recognize it. It's this idea that we have these different levels of development. And at the very base level are our food and our shelter and security. And then comes friends and support. And then at the highest level of the original uh, Maslow's triangle is self-actualization. So I was writing about this out of a book and I was saying that psychology hasn't gone far enough because we know that there is something transcendent and that connection to something larger than ourselves is a powerfully healing experience. We know that from the 12 steps. We know that when anybody has a sense of awe looking at a sunset. And so I was writing about this and I was uh, quoting from a book and I had just typed in the quote and finished typing in the quote as I did close quotes, the, the um, light in the room popped the entire house went dark and the quote began to run on a vertical loop up the side of my computer. And what it said over and over again is, it is the Godhead that cures illness. It is the Godhead that cures illness. It is the Godhead that cures illness. So this is where I started going, whoa, I have no idea what I've just tapped into. But where this took me is to really look at the deepest roots of our Western medicine, which goes back to Asclepius. The roots of our Western medicine go back to the dream healer, to Asclepius. And also Hippocrates, the roots of our Western civilization go back to Hippocrates, who we know for the Hippocratic Oath do no harm. But in truth, Hippocrates and the original physicians began everything with a prayer to the gods to make them as physicians capable of healing a person. So all healing began with a prayer to the gods. Placebo means to please the gods. What wow. this experience was showing me is that this momentary connection to something bigger than ourselves, to something numinous, to something extraordinary, to an aha moment is profoundly healing. Mm. And that that was the root of the work with therapy. And, and, the, and the Godhead is the root of healing. What was that quote again? 
the Godhead cures illness. It the is Godhead. the Godhead that cures illness. It is the Godhead that cures illness. Bam, tattoo on the forehead. Okay, we're going to take a quick question. Let's see, we've got um, oh, Lisa or Linda. That would be Linda. Linda calling in from, Hi. looks like Santa Barbara. Okay, Linda, did you have a question for Lauren or myself? I do. I'm really enjoying this. And I wanted to hear more about how divination fits in with psychotherapy. How do those two things go together? Great. Take it away, Lauren. Linda. Um, well, I believe that in incorporating divination tools into psychotherapy really brings us um, a integration of both science and mysticism as equal realities. Um, when I think it helps us to understand, again, this idea that healing is actually being uh, shaped by mysterious forces. So when we bring in a dream, when I invite somebody to do a therapy layout, it is not just me that is the expert. I'm not the expert to tell somebody how to heal. I'm using tools that tap into the client's deepest wisdom. And that's what a divination tool does. It lays the unconscious on the table, just like a dream. I'm then just reflecting the client's own deep wisdom of who they are and what they need to heal. Also, when you have these synchronicities happen, there's a third thing in the room. Again, it's not just us. We're holding sacred space to be guided. Again, whether you want to believe that it is the client's inner self, inner wisdom, or you believe that there is a universal intelligence, some invisible mastermind is at play in choosing these random cards. And so there is a divine guidance in the process of doing psychotherapy. And um, it's profoundly liberating for me to sit there as just the psychotherapist. I used to get very anxious because I would feel this over sense of responsibility for the other person. But the minute that I invite a dream into the session or therapy into the session, I am being guided with the client in terms of exactly what they need and how to heal. Also, these divination tools, images themselves, are contain psychic energy. Images themselves are numinous. I'm using that word. Numinous means something that contains the source or spark of creative life itself. Images are healing in and of themselves. So I've had people choose images that as they contemplate them, they feel joy, they feel hope, they feel healing that they didn't feel was possible in their depressed or stuck state. Just just to throw in there, um, I've been shuffling my, uh, this isn't a tarot gar, um, deck, but it's my Hero's Journey Dream Oracle deck. And this, the card that fell out of the deck while you were talking just now for Linda was this card. And this is the artist is Rasuli, and it's the card that says build in breaks saunter slowly so perhaps i don't know that might be a message for you linda and or for all of us who are watching and or listening how does all that land on you linda what what you've heard so far 
I think that sounded great. I really appreciate that. I know Lauren has also done some work with Echo Dream Work and has written some beautiful articles about it. I was curious if you could say something about dreams of nature. Oh, God, yeah, that'd be great. Please. Again, wonderful question. Um, so when we're dreaming, um, and I'll add to that using therapy divination tools, we are completely in touch with everything around us. We don't dream in a vacuum. Again, when ego is asleep, dreams open a window to the soul. We're connected to everything. So we are feeling very often what is happening in our natural environment. We're feeling what's happening in our collective zeitgeist. So I began having dreams of whales. And my dream group began having dreams of whales and strangers would walk up to me and talk to me about whale dreams. And this was about 20 years ago. I did write an article about it that's in a wonderful book called um, Ecotherapy, Healing with Nature in Mind. And just to clarify, she's saying ecotherapy, ecotherapy. Like with an E-C-O, not ego therapy, and, which could yeah, be an, its own thing. <laughs> it's this idea that we as individuals and we as a society cannot be healthy when we're out of balance with nature. And so dreams bring us back into balance with our essential nature as an individual, and it brings us into relationship with everybody else, with the natural world. I began to write, uh, to realize that the whales were speaking to me. And at that time, I could talk about the archetype of the whale, right? Something great that lives in the great ocean of the unconscious that we all share. There's this great body in the ocean of the unconscious. It has to go really deep and then it comes up. And so that's what we connect with in dreams, something enormous below the surface. But I began to think about it in terms of what if the whales with their sonar system are communicating with us because who better knows what's happening in the ocean? Who better knows that they need to wake up the human species in order for us all to survive and thrive? Hmm. Synchronicity on this is so incredible. Um, I love that you brought that in. And I know at the time you and I, one of the first conversations we had was about the whales. And thank you, Linda, for, for asking this question. And uh, my friend Gypsy, who passed away, I always look over my shoulder because that painting behind me is oh. of Gypsy. I mean, it's, it's it's a mermaid, but um, she had whales on her body, on her tattoos, and they had to do a graph and put it on her. They put the whale on her tongue, on her the top and the bottom. So they removed her tattoo. But we, I always say that she can now speak the language of whale. And after she passed the on the anniversary of her her passing, I met a woman that said, hi, did you know I'm the whale dreamer? And this woman, Leah Lamb, who is incredible, she's written this epic poem about from the whale's perspective. So whoo, you've got to know her. We, well, so I want to get to another question, but that was a whale of an answer. And I, I love that you are an ambassador. And thank you so much, Linda, for your beautiful questions. And I'm going to put you on hold here. Denise, um, I have a feeling that when Lauren was talking about the father in the previous story yeah. that might have touched on something for you, do you have a dream or a question about what you've been hearing so far? Um, 
does she interpret dreams too? Yeah. Oh, she will, she will do some dream reflection if it were her dream. Yes, she does. So take it away, okay. Denise. Okay. So, you know, I talk real fast. Okay. I had a dream the other day. Um, I was outside and I don't, I, I, so I think somebody gave it to me or, and I found it, but it was something in the fish family. It was round like an octopus. I think I see him when you look at those commercials, come back to Jamaica and it was something in the fish family, but it didn't have a tail, but it belonged in the water. So I picked it up and a friend of mine or somebody around and I got a hose and I was trying to keep it alive with the hose because I knew it needed water to survive. And then the friend said, you can't, you can't keep it alive like that, Denise. You got to go throw it in some water. And the dream ended with me pretty much turning off the hose and trying to find some water to put it in. End of dream. Oh, okay, Lauren, I'm going to let you, we've got a few minutes here, so we'll do a short and sweet yeah. if it were your dream. So, as you said, Kelly, one of the ways to approach a dream is to project onto it as if it were my dream. So if this were my dream, I'm, I've just picked up something, found something that is alive, that is precious. I know it's precious. I know mm -hmm. it's alive. I'm thinking mm -hmm. also of a movie, which I haven't seen, but has been greatly recommended to me, called My Octopus Friend, which is supposed to be profound. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. About, yes, Ooh. the intelligent octopus. So I'm thinking about this intelligent creature that I've now found. And I know that it's my responsibility at this moment to keep it alive. So turning on the hose, I would think about, you know, that I have my a source available that can keep this wet and fluid. It makes me wonder about turning on the hose in my body like tears. It makes me wonder whether I need to do some grieving. It also Ooh. makes me think about um, that I have to find a place to keep it. I have to find the right home for this emotionally intelligent creature and I would think about that also again in relationship to uh, a real octopus so our relationships with nature keeping that alive but also what about this intelligent emotionally fluid creature in me that needs to live in water it's a request mm. to be paying attention to my dreams because it belongs in the ocean this mm. collective pool water that we all the unconscious that we all go to but I do find a personal place to put it so I'm looking for a home perhaps for this part of me this emotional part of me does that need to be held more respected more and it's met by a friend yeah. who says we have to keep this alive so I do I need to share that emotional intelligence with my friends start with the people I feel safe with yeah oh my gosh she's she's deep um if i go to after i listen to this can i go to a website in order to book a, a reading oh can you do you do do you do sessions online yes um <laughs> the best way to get a hold of me is to um go to my website and send me a message or even quicker my email l dreams l D R E A M Z 
at sbcglobal.net. And um, uh, my phone number should also be on my website. You can call me. So L Good. Dreams with a Z at sbcglobal.net. And her and Lauren's website is Dreams and Therapy, T-A-R-O-T-P-Y dot com. So you can find out more information there that and um yeah and here's what her book looks like therapy the card that i just pulled for fun denise was this one called x marks the spot um see the love in disguise so this is what the look it looks like i love the artwork here lauren what do you see in this if you were going to interpret this because denise might not be watching on facebook so do you see any Mm -hmm. yeah well Yes, and I'm also struck by the first card that you picked and how it then goes to this card. So can I hold it both up for a second? Oh, uh, I, I put the other one back in the deck. Okay. So the first card was a woman inside of a cage. Yeah. And so that really spoke to me, again, if it were my card, about needing to go inside of this cave of one's own psyche, this cave which again, I think of as a, a, a sacred space for being dreaming, for mm-hmm. being intimate with oneself. Sacred spaces are where we can hold dreams or tarot, uh, any kind of divination tool. We have to have a place where we don't let anybody um, mm. uh, question us or be skeptical about it. And what I'm struck by is first it was this woman inside the cave. Mm-hmm. And now, now it's, it's a bunch of people and a bunch it's of beloved. People. So life has become very rich inside this cave. It's like sometimes, you know, for people that are thinking, well, how do I do this? First of all, you just start by doing what Kelly's doing. You pick a card and you just start to imagine, throw out any associations Look at the images. Let the images start to speak to you. You can mm-hmm. write with automatic writing. That is, let the image write to you. Whatever you hear or think when you're looking at the image, write it down with no censorship. And on that note, they're going to cut us off because we're at the end of the hour and there's no end to this. It's so amazing. So make sure you check out Lauren Z. Schneider's beautiful website at Dreams and Therapy. Lauren Z. Schneider. Thank you so much for your beautiful work of heart therapy. Everybody go out and get this right away. And please don't take your dreams lying down. We'll see you next week. Sweet dreams. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.